A night chill drifts over the fire, causing it to gutter low. Angry voices spill from the circle, hushed but still clear. Others in the group fidget, uncomfortable, as they try not to listen. The argument grows louder and louder until the night is full of anger. With a quick bark, the elder chastises the guilty parties. This is not the time, nor the place. Properly rebuked, the two try to sit. But the elder signals for one of them to remain standing. He will not be allowed to sit until he offers a story as retribution. With a thin voice, he begins. I am called the victim. Fear governs my life. I am afraid that I cannot survive. Not just physically, but also my hopes and dreams. I don't believe in myself, and I feel I don't deserve to thrive. I hide behind my inabilities as a way to have passive control over my life. I feel life is too hard, and there is no point in trying. I fear that if I make an effort and fail, I will be worse off than before. I constantly feel sorry for myself. I tell myself I am weak, vulnerable, and defeated. I do not try to improve situations, but only seek to draw attention to myself and my hopeless plight. I do not take responsibility for my actions or the outcome of my life. Tonight, I offer an atonement the tale of the birch tree. To the east of a great lord's estate, a grove of birch trees grew. The son of the lord, old enough to have grown a beard, but young enough to lack wisdom, often took his lovers there, wooing them between bone-white bark and beneath the gentle sun. The soft curves changed every so often, none staying long enough to become familiar, each submitting to the young lord's enticements. But as the leaves turned deep red and turned up at the edges, a face began to linger, becoming more solid each day she returned. The young woman enthralled the young lord, his passion for numerous women forgotten, his heart set on possessing only this one. Finding a young birch tree, barely more than a sapling, the young lord drew a dagger and carved his and the enchanting lady's initials into the bone-white bark. There, beneath the young birch's crisp leaves, the young lord begged the lady's hand. She conceded to his earnest request, and plans began at once for their union. As the days grew darker and longer, the young lord began to doubt his fair love, and his suspicions proved true. The young lady had found another, wealthier suitor, and would marry the greater power. Abandoned and betrayed, the man stumbled into the forest in a blind rage. Axe in hand, he waded through the knee-deep snow until he found the young sapling, now a few hands taller. In his anger, the man struck the tree down, rending roots from base. Seeing their initials in the wood, the man decided he would make firewood of the timber and thus erase the lady's mark on him. The man swung the axe downward, aiming right above the marking carved into the tree. But just as the blade was about to cleave the wood in two, the man saw not the bark of a tree, but the flat stretch of a woman's stomach. In order to save herself from the fire of the man's temper and hearth, the young birch tree had transformed herself into that which she had seen walking through the forest so often, a beautiful woman. Her skin was pure white and her hair dark black. The young lord had never seen anything so lovely before. She lay in the snow, naked and shivering, dark eyes open in fear, for the axe's blade was still balanced above her slender waist. Woman she may be, but the man's initials were still carved on her. Dropping the axe, the young lord removed his cloak, covered the young woman, and carried her home. Returning to his castle, the young lord was completely entranced with the birch woman. But as the days progressed, the lord noticed that the woman had not taken well to being human. 
She may have been beautiful in form, but she was awkward in all other ways. She spoke very little, often staring at walls for hours on end. She hated wearing clothing and refused to sleep in a bed lying down, propping herself vertically against a wall instead. As a tree, the birch had been strong and resilient. As a human, she was frail and had to constantly be warmed. The young lord showed her the fireplace and she settled herself nearby. But once she saw the servants using wood to build the fire up, she fled from the room. But the cold cloak of winter drove her back a few minutes later. The young lord soon learned he could often find the young birch sitting by the fire, tears running down her face as the bodies of her brethren warmed her. The young lord watched the birch from the shadows, her limbs slender and regal. Desire coursed through him, but he held off, for she was still far too fragile. Every day the birch begged the man to let her go, but the man reminded her that it was not he, but the winter that held her captive. She must wait for the spring, he told her, though he had no plans to set her free. As the days grew warmer, the birch tree tried to venture outside over the snow-covered ground. Her tender human feet grew numb with the cold, but she did not turn back until the young lord sent a servant to collect her. The young lord was angry and chastised the birched woman for running off. She was forbidden to go outside barefooted. But when the birch tree asked for shoes, the young lord pretended not to hear her. So the birch tree sat by the window, waiting for the snow to melt. As the days progressed and they slowly warmed, the young lord watched the birch. Before, he only saw her beauty. But now, all he saw was her ill adjustment, her inability to progress. She would never be a true human, and she dimmed in his eyes. On the first day of summer, the man brought the birch tree a pair of shoes and led her back to the forest. She stripped off her clothing, standing naked before the young lord, the innocence of the wild in her. She would never fathom things beyond her realm. Stretching her hands above her, she let bark cover her face and body. The initials on her stomach, the last to fade beneath wood and leaves. She would bear the scars for the rest of her life. The next day, the young lord returned to the birch's grove. He placed a kiss against her bark with his fingers, then turned away. He made his way to another young birch, axe held in his hand. <laughs>